Hello there, beautiful ones. You are listening to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast with yours truly, Colette Marie. Welcome back. It's been a little while. The last podcast episode, we talked about pockets and politics. And today's message really is about loving thy neighbor. I know it sounds a little contrite, but it uh, it bears some weight and here is why in a climate in which we have a handful of folks that subscribe to christendom or are on the far right of the political spectrum that identify as christian folks or who believe that this country is a christian nation i'm using air quotes by the way you just can't see them um There seemingly is a lot of discontentedness expressed on their end toward all of those entities who do not believe what they believe, which is the very definition of fascism. And any religious group that condemns others who do not identify and believe what they believe or identify the way that they do from a religious standpoint are deemed as whatever uh, whatever slander that you can think of whatever slur you can drum up in your mind these individuals are instantaneously in the minds of those that are subscribing to a particular religious ideology have damned other people to whatever fictitious place that they consider to be real in their mind Stay with me here. When it comes to the United States, a a large swath of individuals are Christian. They do identify as being a Christian person. It is actually a very large number of folks in this country that identify as being a Christian. But here's the thing. You have within the construct of Christianity those small numbers of people that are super duper uh, identify as a white supremacist person or are bigots or are um, discriminatory toward others who do not identify with how they do. And these individuals also exist in our political spectrum and political sphere. They're Congress people, they are senators. Um, you know, some might argue that even though he never, not, not to my knowledge, has ever identified as a Christian human being, Donald Trump, though subscribes to Christian ideology now, uh, believes that a president is Christian. Well, Joe Biden is Catholic. I, you know, that still is within the Christian uh, construct, uh, umbrella, Catholicism, right? So, You have folks that identify as being Christian in some form, whether they're Protestant, whether they're um, Baptist, Evangelical, Apostolic, Catholic, as previously mentioned. What else do we have? Mm, Quaker. Mm, There's so so many uh, variations of Christianity that in the totality of Christianity, the they you know there's the fundamental belief the moral of me saying this story 
is that because there are a number of people, a large number of people in this country that do believe um, in Christianity and or subscribe to Christianity, um, not all of those that are Christian in their faith believe what these like 10% of the right wing, right wing super Republican people believe. We can't keep throwing Christian folks in this general pot of being MAGA people and loving Donald Trump and loving their AR-15s and are complete Republican voters because that is not entirely true. That's so far from the truth, in fact. There are a large number of, and I say this in a speculative manner, of course, but I'm going to go out on a limb based on who votes, that of the Democrat folks that vote, a good portion of them potentially could be, presumably, be Christian, that are not about um, taking the woman's right away to choose, that are about gun regulation, that do not subscribe to white supremacist views and ideologies, that denounce those on the far right that believe that this country should have a dictator and Donald Trump should be the person to run the country indefinitely because there are those people that do believe that. Um, so you have a fair portion of, de- uh, of Christian folk that do not identify with the beliefs and the ideologies as other Christian folks do on the super far right. They just do not. Similarly, you have other folks that are non-Christian folks that believe what some of these super right-leaning folks believe, and they're of different uh, cultural and or religious backgrounds. So to say that all Christian folks subscribe to the MAGA ideology is, is erroneous at best. However, the message that I have today really is about loving thy neighbor because the fundamental law that is expressed in the New Testament is by Jesus himself, Yeshua, if you're about the Aramaic tradition of saying his name, um, says as a second law of two laws. The first law is love, love God fully with your whole heart, body, mind, and soul. The second law essentially says, love thy neighbor, love your neighbor as you would love yourself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. These are the two laws in which every person should just harbor and we're good. Basically, that is it. Love God fully with your whole heart. Love your neighbor as you would love yourself. Boom, we're good, done. Everything else is gravy. But because these two fundamental things have been lost somewhere in translation, through the uh, political game that's being played currently, I find it very, very fascinating that those that are all about Christendom, all about what Jesus said and what Jesus wants, forgets this one fundamental law that is spoken by the entity himself. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Not not he didn't say love thy neighbor only if they're heterosexual only if they identify as a man or woman he didn't say love thy neighbor only if they are a republican voter and love donald trump 
and don't want their AR-15s taken away. He didn't say, love thy neighbor only if dot, dot, dot. There are no conditions. Love thy neighbor as thyself is unconditional, period. End of story. There are no conditions. So when you look at that Bible verse, it has nothing to do with stipulating conditions to that phrase. It's simple. It's basic. It's so easy. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And I don't understand why folks of a certain ilk forget, again, this basic Bible verse. It's like it's taught in Sunday school. You learn it when you're a child. It's just super easy to remember. It's a one-liner, really. You know, and I don't, uh, you know, it's really hard to forget. Me, as a, as a Christian person, I do identify as a Christian, but not the way that everybody else might think. I'm more of a Christian mystic. I'm also a, a Buddhist practitioner, and I'm also a yogi. I don't know how you want to throw, like, combine all of those things, but those are the things that I am. I am not just one or the other or the other. Uh, so the fundamentals of Christendom I subscribe to, I subscribe to love all people, period. Unconditionally, bam. Because that is the essence of the New Testament. The rest of it, I don't know, the disciples just went wild and they just were writing letters all over the place and basically just damned women, damned anybody else that didn't see things the way that they saw things. That's where I, that's where I stop right there. Like for me, the Bible for me in terms of the New Testament, I, I like I cancel the rest out because these are these are uh, letters written by the apostles spread out all over uh, the Middle East in various ways and, and to different churches uh, expressing these individuals own opinions their opinions have nothing to do with what Jesus said in the beginning love thy neighbor as thyself boom bam the rest of it is pretty much hogwash to me uh, so if you're interested in understanding, it's Matthew 22, verses 37 through, through 40. This, this is not, you know, don't get it confused. This is not a sermon. Stay with me, friends, because I'm going somewhere with this information. Uh, in the New Testament, it's uh, in the New International Version or whatever. Uh, it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is a great, this is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend on the law and the prophets. Okay, well, you know, I feel like it's pretty easy, pretty simple, but I don't know. Easy and simple seemingly is complex and multifaceted and can be cherry picked or contorted to meet someone else's narrative. So today I decided to go ahead because it's Sunday. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast and it's a Tuesday, I recorded this podcast on Sunday, June 11th. I, I felt moved to do it, so here we are. I posted on Instagram and TikTok the same message, love thy neighbor as thyself, and did the whole... He didn't say, love thy neighbor only if dot, dot, dot. And I just, 
needed to, I just needed to say it. I just wanted to say it. I needed to and wanted to say that because to me, it's so, so blindingly obvious how simplistic that message is and, and also blindingly obvious to me how, uh, how folks that are on the, that are on the far right of the political spectrum that are Christian folks just have missed it, missed the boat. Like the boat just went down the river and they just didn't see it. Even though it's this giant Titanic like size ship floating down the river and they're standing there and unable to see the obviousness of this message. Just drifting by very slowly, might I add, so slowly that you just, you can't miss it. They just miss it anyway, missed it anyway. So it's not only is it, is that action baffling to me, but it also tells me how non-Christian these individuals are, even though they say they are, they're not, they're not. Fundamentally, they are not. They are something else. They have taken something that is sacred and just completely dismissed it and have created their own pseudo-faith based on some tenets of Christendom that suits them and fits their narrative and have been branding it and marketing that, packaging it and, and talking about it, whatever, the, whatever it is. I don't subscribe to any of that nonsense. I don't agree that anyone should cherry pick anything because you got to look at things in its totality uh and granted this text is very old and was written by men mostly and there were some women although they took those out except for a couple of books in the old testament uh, you know who knows they're probably hiding out in the vatican somewhere because the vatican wanted complete control of that text and chose to put in what it wanted and take out what it didn't want in there you know that's my conspiratorial thought for the day with that in mind when we look at some of the information that is being shared in, say, the New Testament specifically, it is very male-centric. Men, specifically, as a gender construct, men wrote the New Testament without any thought to anyone else in mind. Their narrative, their view, their opinion, their perspective. You know, forget everybody else and everything else. It's what they say. And uh, I'm not a fan so I just disregard it completely because it, it really it really doesn't matter for me. But that's just me. And so when I say construct, here's part two of the situation. Gender is a construct. It does not have any... It, let me back it up. Let me back it up. Keep in mind, love thy neighbor as thyself. Let's put a pencil in that. We'll circle back to that momentarily. Gender... The Latin meaning of the word is, quote-unquote, kind or, quote-unquote, sort. The word itself has absolutely zero to do with biology, as, as far as a term is concerned, or science, for that matter. The term gender does not exist in either biology or science. It is a Latin term to represent kind or sort. 
Therefore, when we talk about quote unquote gender, knowing now that it is a Latin term, it is not a scientific term, it is not a biological term, we have to make the distinction just from an intellectual standpoint, from a critical thinking standpoint, gender itself in terms of how folks might identify, quote unquote, man, woman, non-binary, trans man, trans woman, all of that. Those Gender is a construct. It has absolutely nothing to do with the sex of a human being or an animal for that matter. We don't look at a cat or a dog and call the full-grown cat or dog that's female a woman. We call it a female because that's what it has. It has female reproductive organs. It's a female cat, a female dog, a female alligator, a male owl, a female lizard, a male whale. Do you see where I'm going, folks? That's it. In nature, in biology, in science, there is the quote-unquote sex of the entity. And that will depict whether it is has male reproductive organs or female reproductive organs. That's it. These labels that we have been programmed to say to ourselves or to teach our children and with every passing generation since God knows when, girl, boy, young man, young woman, woman, man, sir, ma'am, completely uh, binary in our descriptions, completely subscribing to just two gender constructs and two gender roles, which is absolutely asinine. But because folks seemingly are still confused, gender is not the same as sex. That must be stated, and anybody that says so, they either have not studied biology a day in their life, or have not conducted any scientific experiments a day in their life, or just blatantly choose ignorance over logic. Uh, You know, take your pick. I, I don't know. I'm not here to judge it, but I have to call it out so that when you listen to this podcast and you go out in the world and you take the information I share with you, if you want to take it at all, you have a clear understanding that gender is gender, sex is sex. The sex of of an entity is subscribes completely and wholly to its biological functionings and biological parts and its biology, period. And if you want to go a step further in terms of human beings, homo sapien, because we are a species, all species have sex organs, male sex organs or female sex organs. That's it. Done. Boom. Right? There's nothing else to to say about that. Gender. We all subscribe to a particular quote-unquote kind or quote-unquote sort of construct. Man, woman, trans man, trans woman, non-binary, right? So on and so forth. Gender, quote unquote, roles are the behaviors and um, thoughts and feelings and actions 
that are uh, expressed physically in a situation, how one might communicate, how one might relate to another person. Gender and gender roles are behavioral, are psychological, are emotional, some say energetic, but they are of the mind. The roles exist in one's head. They're not a body, they're not, it's not matter. Gender roles are not matter. They, they don't take up matter. Like our bodies are matter. That's not a role, it's just a physical body. It's biology, right? It's neurology, it's science. It's neuroscience, it's systems of the body. So it, it's physiology, it's kinesiology. It has nothing to do with quote unquote roles. That's psychological, that's emotional, that's behavioral, that's social. Likewise, gender fits within that scheme. It's a construct. So circling back to love thy neighbor as thyself. When folks don't want to love thy neighbor because they're not heterosexual and that they are not identifying as a man and they believe that gender and sex are the same and that there's only a man and a woman, uh, you know, it's sad because, again, they're not adhering to the law that Jesus said was love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, maybe the self-love part is what's questionable more so than anything else. Maybe people really don't love themselves the way that they think they do or the way that they believe that they do. Maybe the self-love part in this entire scripture should be pulled apart, broken down, and scrutinized severely so that we can understand what kind of love someone might have for themselves and potentially is their self-love really conditional? Because if we break it down, conditional love, well, okay, well then, yeah, then maybe the scripture doesn't apply at all. Because if one has love that's based on conditions, that they have conditional love for themselves, well then naturally they will have conditional love for others. That their love is purely conditional based on what they think should be or should not be. Now, one could argue, myself specifically, that parents parent children conditionally uh, and under a conditioned love. And, you know, don't, don't get um, sensitive. Uh, you know, listen, hear me. Parents do, not all, but a good number of them, parent their child with conditional love. That they love their child only if they do what they say. They love their child only if they follow in the parents' footsteps. They love their child only if they marry, get married, and have children. But the moment a child potentially comes out and says, Hey, mom and dad, I don't identify as a male or female. I identify as X, Y, or Z, or I'm gay. Well, there goes the love. The love was, un was not conditional, uh, was not unconditional. It was conditional. So they're no longer considered part of the family. It happens all the time. That's just one example, friends. Uh, you know, if someone wants to become an artist and not a lawyer, like their family members before them, they don't get as much love as they did when they expressed interest in being a lawyer. Do you, do you feel me? You see where I'm going? So the child then has to do a song and a dance to earn their parents' love? That's silly to me. But that is, that is the programming, conditional love. 
because the person, the parent, doesn't fully love themselves. They haven't fully accepted who they are as an individual and have projected these programs upon their child. Happens. And we all grow up as adults and, be, and then we love ourselves only with conditions and then further project our conditions and programs on the other person next to us and so on and so forth. With every passing generation, it goes down the line and down the line, all the way down the line. And that is where um, we now live in a society fully in this country where our love is highly conditional, highly conditional. And that's a sadness. So yes, the love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, the caveat is love thy neighbor conditionally as we love ourselves conditionally. Because the scripture itself is based on unconditional love for which we now already know loving unconditionally. Well, that's not easy to come by. That's not very easy to do. It's just not. Animals like our pets, like my dog, for example, whether or not I can say, you know, I don't want to anthropomorphize my animal and say that the dog loves me, but there's an unconditional quality that is expressed by that animal every day toward me and my partner, right? There's an unconditional quality and an an affection expressed by my dog toward me and my partner or toward my partner and I every single day without conditions, unconditional tail wags, unconditional, you know, snuggles, unconditional, you know, runnings down the hallway to be at my side, unconditional uh, looks and, and, and wantings of belly rubs, right? Unconditional affection and attention and, and a, a, a general desire to be around me and my person. Human beings struggle in that regard. Human beings, because they're dictated and, and dominated by religion, not the essence of religion, not the core essence of, it, of the, religion, the religion itself, the non-scripted religion. They are governed by man-made constructs that the religion has created because government created it in whatever timeline of our human history across the board in every region of the earth. And based on that, love has conditions. It's expressed in Islam. It's expressed in Judaism. It's expressed in Christendom. It's expressed in Hindi or or, uh, in the Hindu faith. It's expressed um, in most of, in Buddhism also, believe it or not. Yes, it is also expressed there. It is expressed, conditional love is highly expressed in all of the world's major religious practices, which is a sadness. Now, if you strip away the man-made aspects of these practices and only look at the, just the, the simplistic messaging that was expressed by, say, Buddha, by Lao Tzu for Taoism, by Jesus or Yeshua for Christianity, by Muhammad for Islam, it was simple. Love. Be compassionate. Love unconditionally. Be compassionate. Love and compassion is the whole of the law, said Buddha. Is the whole of our practice, said Buddha. 
Love and compassion, love God, love yourself, love your neighbor is are the laws of of by expressed by Yeshua, Jesus. So, taking a pause there, pregnant pause there, my friends. As we breathe all of that in. Until we reach a place where we can love truly, love unconditionally ourselves to start. The love that we have for others will remain conditional. And in today's political climate, in regard to the right-wing Christian folk that believe that this country is a Christian nation, that we ought to have prayer put back in public schools, that books should be banned that reference anything pertaining to our past, which included slavery and genocide of Native American Indians and the subjugation of women and the subjugation of soldiers, really, because they weren't treated well. Hell, veterans currently are still being poorly treated. And that is also, you know, expressed by Republicans truthfully. You know, we don't want to get it twisted and say, oh, it's Democrats. No, 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 no. Remember, uh, Ronald Reagan uh, is the leader of just dis- just uh, dismantling, dismembering, I'm trying to find the words. Uh, I want to find more words, but I'm going to go with dismantling and dismembering any programs and housing that would have helped not just the mentally, uh, those with mental health issues, but veterans as well. And there are more veteran homeless folks on the streets now than there were, I think, than there were then. I could be wrong. Perhaps there were more then than there are now. I think it maybe either is the same or it's worse now than it was before. We have Ronald Reagan, a Republican, to thank for that. Not some Democrat president. So when we look at people, and let me just also backpedal for a second, retract, back, back step. It's not necessarily the presidents themselves doing the damage. It's people in Congress and in the Senate. You know, they're the ones also pulling the purse strings. You know, the president really is sort of like the mascot for our country, right? They're, they're the ones that do sign the executive orders, but things have to be brought to their attention. Bills have to be passed. Legislation has to take place. There, there are processes before the president does things. Um, and so there, it's not just the president, but again, Congress folk and senators. Everyone has to play a role and if folks agree that uh, we, you know, we should have a country that looks like Germany from 1942, we have problems. That's a problem to me. Again, that would be uh, equivalent to fascism. Uh, I'm not a fan. Similarly, I'm not a fan of communism, so don't get it twisted. I don't want to go to either one far end left spectrum or one far right end spectrum because the two are the same, just expressed in different ways. They're both awful. I need we we need to find a middle, a middle ground, uh, you know, equality, equanimity, balance. I, I think that that's the way to go. But that's just me. I'm not a politician. 
I just have commentary to share. But at the end of the day and at the end of this message, loving thy neighbor as thyself first has to begin with self-love, self-acceptance, self-compassion, doing the work oneself. The more folks that jump on that bandwagon, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're an atheist or a Jew, whether you're a Buddhist or a Muslim, loving yourself is the primary goal. One would argue loving God first and then oneself is the primary goal. Okay, but you are an expression of God, which then to me means love yourself. You do that, everything else will come. But if you don't do that, well, then things will be at a distance from you. You will feel very isolated, separated, unable to connect with other people, and most importantly, unable to love other people properly, wholly, unconditionally. It just cannot be done. That includes your spouse, your significant other, your children, your co-workers, your superiors, your, your partners that you work with, your business people, the people that work with you on any level, anybody, anybody. They're all affected by the fact that you are not completely in a space that you are loving yourself fully and therefore they suffer. So take that away however you want to take it with you self-love is key self-love and loving thyself is at the center of all of these spiritual and religious religious messages they are love god love thyself love thy neighbor and at the core of all three statements love l-o-v-e and then we have compassion excuse me have compassion for other people have compassion for yourself. Have compassion for those that are less fortunate. Right? So if we can do those things, we're good. The world would be a better place if Christians in this country, this country would be in a better place if Christians, true Christians believed that loving, uh, that honor that statement, love thy neighbor as thyself, we would be in a much better place. Uh, until then, you know, we got to struggle, got to, you know, it's an uphill battle. We got to, you know, put in the work. Uh, but focus on yourself first and allow everything else to just come to you. It will. That is my public service announcement in this uh, moment. And I thank you for tuning in to the Unconventional Yogi podcast with yours truly, Colette Marie. <laughs>